You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Tuesday, March the 30th. And I am Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day that you tune in. Always much, much appreciated. Um, it's 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 almost opening day. We are two days away now from opening day. Spring training is officially done for the St. Louis Cardinals. There are some teams that have yet to play today, um, but uh, the Cardinals are done. Cardinals have they they have their finished season. Spring training, 8, 10, and 6. So on today's show, we're going to be recapping that action. We're going to be recapping the um, the the spring training, recapping the game yesterday and talking about some expectations as well and kind of who surprised me in spring training as well as some other news and notes from yesterday uh, from Cardinal Baseball News. So we're going to start with the game yesterday. Adam Wainwright got the start, pitched okay. I mean, he, he was taken in and out a little bit. Final line was two and two-thirds, three hits, two earned, a walk and a strikeout. So definitely not the Adam Wainwright that we've seen most of the spring. And a, a slight note of concern here, for, for from me anyways, about Adam Wainwright is if you look at his trend, if you will, or his game logs this spring, uh, they, they seem to get worse and, and worse here and there. Um, total line was really good. Six starts, 22 and a third innings, uh, six earned runs, just two home runs, four walks and 21 punch-outs. Not, not not too shabby, right? But his first start, no earned runs. Second start, three innings, one earned run. Four innings, no earned runs. Four and two-thirds, two. Six and one is great. Two and two-thirds and two. So I guess it's really just that March 17th start um, and the March 29th start. So just really two not great starts because the other starts were pretty good and pretty fantastic. But again, you've you got to wonder how much of that success is because of the pull and pull out and push back in, or put back in, rather, excuse me, of Adam Wainwright, because he was, you know, taken out in the middle of the game yesterday, um, for those of you who weren't able to, I guess nobody was able to, to watch it, but um, but for those of you who, who don't know or haven't looked at the box score yet, um, Wainwright was taken out in the first inning, he gave up a single double strikeout, two-run double, line out, walked a batter, um, and then... Jesus was Cruz came in to get the final out of the second inning, uh, but ever since since that, Adam Wainwright was able to to get it down. He got a one two three second, and then in the third inning, he was able to get a one two three third as well. Did not pitch the fourth. Um, Carlos Martinez came in and pitched the fourth. He pitched fantastic. Three outs in the fourth inning. Um, three outs in the fifth inning, and then in the sixth, uh, a walk, and then a strikeout and a double play. Um, so all good things for Carlos Martinez because his final line yesterday was um, no earned runs in three innings pitched, a walk, and a sh- two strikeouts. So good stuff for him, good stuff for Adam Miller, decent stuff for Ryan Helsley, and a solid, finally, a solid outing for Giovanni Gallegos. If, if you look at his game log, I almost guarantee you, no disrespect to Giovanni, you are not going to be impressed. Um, definitely somebody that... I don't think he's lost the closer's role, but he definitely hasn't done too much to, to gain it. He, he had a couple of scoreless outings in there, but he had two blow-ups. On the 4th of March, he gave up three earned and an innings pitched, and on the 22nd of March, he gave up three earned and two-thirds of an innings pitched. Uh, so his final line, not great, but 
outside of those, he had a scoreless inning on the 28th, and then scoreless innings in one, two, three, four, five other starts, including er, appearances, including yesterday. But that opponent batting average of 355 is pretty scary. But um, beyond beyond that, um, you know, Miller two strikeouts. He looks really solid after a couple blow ups appearances. Uh, pitching is going to be fine. We'll see what what the the uh, the word is as we get closer to the opening day, and then the Cardinals offensively. Another kind of a lackluster day offensively. They had pretty much the opening day starting lineup. A little bit differently than what I had. They had Carlson 7th and Molina 6th. Uh, DeYoung and O'Neill were 4 and 5 respectively. But I got 1 through 3, 8 and 9 correct. Spot on. So I'll take that credit. <laughs> but if, if you look at it, uh, the starters, um, you know, again, they're not going to have 3 for 4 days every single day. But um, you, you, what you did like to see was Nolan Arenado did not end spring training home runless. That's a word, right? He did not end spring training without a home run. He got on the board with a home run in the first inning that was not televised. That's a rant for another time. Um, nevertheless, it was good to see Nolan get a home run. Apparently, he called it. He said, Schilt, I'm going to get a home run, then I'm going to get out of here. Got us home run, and he got out of there. One for one with a home run, that was it. Kind of an exciting stuff. Um, everybody else really was, was hitless outside of Tommy Edmond, who had a single. Matt Carpenter, who had a single in an RBI. He went one for one, so I'll talk about him a little bit later. And then Edmundo Sosa also had two hits. Um, so I'm excited to see what, what he can do off the bench, including the game tying and ultimately the last hit of the game with a home run in the bottom of the ninth to end the game in a tie. Um, so, so yeah, so offensively the Cardinals end in a tie 3-3. And we saw some good, we saw some bad. We didn't see too much ugly yesterday um, in terms of, of St. Louis. I was kind of surprised. I guess it makes sense to get them both tuned up one last time, but I was surprised we didn't see Wainwright go longer and then just Martinez, but I guess with the struggling a little bit of Wainwright, he only threw 47 pitches. Martinez got in 33, so all good things there for Wainwright and Martinez. And I'm telling you guys, that I, you know, I might get be getting too high too early here, but Martinez really turned it around. After his first start, his ZRA does not look good. Again, numbers don't look good when you look at his final line of five six six. That's his ERA. I understand that. However, if you if you look at it, he had the six runs in an inning and two thirds blow up start in his debut. His ERA dropped from thirty two and a half to eleven five seven with three shutout innings. Then he pitched four innings, gave up two earned runs, not atrocious. Then he got lit up for three innings, gave up five earned runs. Then he finished the spring with two spectacular starts. Of six innings and three innings shutout, respectively. So Martinez is ending spring on a high note. Again, you can only look into numbers so much, but when that's really all we have to look at with the limited TV um, and broadcast of these games, got to look at something. So I was happy with Martinez, uh, but I'll, t- I'll talk about some uh, other names um, in a bit. So the Cardinals, yeah, they end their spring at that eight, ten, and six mark. Um, definitely, you know, not outstanding, but you also got to. Keep in mind that it is spring training, and uh, it, it is what it is. But we are um, almost just at two days, depending on when you are listening to this. Two days until opening day. Cardinals end the Grapefruit League. Um, see, Miami came in first, and then Toronto, Boston, Detroit, New York, Washington, Atlanta, New York, Pittsburgh. Cardinals come in 10th out of the 15 teams. Uh, last place were the Houston Astros, or the Houston Asterix, as a friend of mine likes to call them. Um, so, all in all, 
good things and bad things to take away from the Grapefruit League uh, performance for St. Louis. I'm going to be talking about some of those good and bad things coming up here in just a moment. I want to tell you about our show's sponsor today, and that is rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Head over to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly. That's right, directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Be sure to write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So the, the Cardinals are in Cincinnati, flying to Cincinnati. Um, so we're going to talk about some, some highs and lows of the performers in spring training. Did this a little bit, but I'm just going to give my general thoughts. Uh, before I do that, I want to tell you about um, if you have a hankering for more general sports news, um, and if you want it in less than 20 minutes every morning, head over to Locked On Today. Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcast. Good stuff there from Peter. Love listening to that show every day. So, spring training. Here are, here are my thoughts on the Cardinals spring training. Like I mentioned in, in the last segment, lots and lots of good things. Definitely. You have John Nagowski busting out. You have Tommy Ebbin consistently getting hits. Singles, yes, and you can look at who, who he's getting the singles off of, but nevertheless, he's getting hits, right? You have Adam Wainwright being spectacular. You have high moments from Alex Reyes. You have really good outings from Tommy Parsons until he blew up near the end. But you have these good things. You have these good moments that, you know, again, it could just be me wanting to find some good and some mediocre results. And for me, spring training, it's not about the record. It really isn't. It's about how they looked. And to me, the players looked pretty good. They looked pretty ready to go for the most part. These guys aren't going to be perfect every day. These guys are going to have off days. They are going to have off weeks. They are going to have off months. That's going to happen. But for me, from when I was able to see this spring training, I'm still pretty excited. It'll be interesting to see how Schilt is able to, to maneuver through this and how he and his coaching staff put together a lineup, put together a game plan game by game, situation by situation. But despite some of the, the lackluster results, both in personal stats and the overall record, I'm still extremely excited. Because I think that this team was able to see what they needed to see from the guys that they needed to see it from in spring training to help better evaluate their team. So I think that they brought the, for the most part, that the 26th best men to Florida, or from Florida to St. Louis. And I'm really excited for what the Cardinals can do in 2021. I really am. I know, I know I say that a lot. I probably post about this every day. But I, I just, I'm just i excited. And until Thursday, there's really nothing to talk about other than the fact that I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I can tell you why, which I'm going to do next. But nevertheless, I, I'm itching for some baseball. I'm itching for opening day baseball. Hoping I can find a way to watch it. I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be fun. And I cannot wait to bring you the coverage all season long here on the Locked On Cardinals podcast. So let's talk about, you know, 
the, the balance here between looking at stats and looking at, at just pure stuff, right? Because when you're looking at, at pure stats, you're probably going to say to me, Lucas, Jack Flaherty had a not good or really bad spring even. You, you could argue that. And I understand that. Because the final line on Jack Flaherty and just four games started, not a lot of starts for somebody who's going to be starting, 13 and a third innings pitched. His whip was above one and a half, gave up eight earned runs in 13 innings for ERA of 540. Not good considering his ERA last season was above five, right? So you got to wonder, oh no, is he really a five ERA pitcher? No. I do not think that Jack Flaherty is a five ERA pitcher. And I'm not saying anybody's making that claim. I'm just using this for a point of reference, right? But you look at that first start when he gave up three walks in innings pitched, one innings pitched, not great, right? Obviously, that's understandable. And again, these guys are going to be imperfect. Let's remember that. You go to the next start, two innings pitched, four innings, got pulled probably because of pitch count. All right, you can live with that. Next time out, five and the third innings pitched, three earned, five hits, five punch outs, and three walks. Three walks, uncharacteristic. And if you look at that start, he had given up, I think, one or two hits in the first four innings. That fifth inning was weird. It was wacky. There was a drop ball that led to a run. He threw a pitch away. He threw a ball on the right field that Flaherty usually is better at fielding at. And then you look at his last start. He only went three innings, gave up an under run, struck out four. Looks pretty good, but still, where's the longevity at? So you can definitely, looking at the stat book, looking at the score sheet, looking at the box scores, you can definitely say to me, well, Lucas, there, there's a struggle here. And you can also look at the stat book and say, there's no way in hell Matt Carpenter deserves a spot on this roster. Why the heck did um, Lane Thomas get called down and Carpenter got um, got called up? Uh, Thomas stayed down and Carpenter got brought up. Again, definitely an argument for that. And I'm going to talk more specifically about Flaherty. And I'm not saying that anybody is saying Flaherty should have been called or should have been optioned down. I understand that that's not a claim anybody in their right mind is making, right? But what I am trying to say is that there are days that pitchers work on their stuff. There are days that hitters work on specific mechanics. So I'm going to probably tweet out a couple different stats today about impressive Cardinals, and I understand that. And stats are, are good to look at, but they could not be, they shouldn't be, the end-all, be-all. I think that's why, Matt, I mean, Matt Carpenter made the roster because his name is Matt Carpenter. I love Matt Carpenter. I think he's a great guy. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I just think that he made the roster because of his name. Um, I mean, also, if you look at his, his ending stats, I mentioned yesterday that he was 1 for 36, but he did get that um, illustrious, elusive, fantastic um, second hit yesterday uh, for an RBI single. And when, when you look at what his total line ended up being, it's still not pretty whatsoever. But that ending line did... Um, come to be a little bit higher than an 0.28 batting average as he finishes the spring at a crisp 2 for 37 for a batting average of 54. You look at those stats and I struggle to say why Matt Carpenter made this roster when you're looking purely at stats. I brought this up a lot in the offseason when I was talking about should they bring Yachty Wainwright back, especially Yachty. You have to have a balance because there's very rarely is that a black and white issue in a lot of different things. You have to have a balance of looking at stats, looking at results, and looking at what your eyes are telling you, especially in baseball spring training. Because there are a lot of times, for example, when pitchers get pulled out, the results might be a little bit better even than what they probably would have been in a regular season game. Or when you put when you put that guy in, 
they're flustered. That's the first thing they weren't expecting it. Then their results are a little bit worse than they would have been in a regular season game. So you get both sides of the coin. And again, I talked about it in the last segment or this segment. I can't remember. But despite some of the lackluster results, and I agree, some of them are lackluster. There's no way around that for certain players. Matt Carpenter included. Giovanni Gallegos had a couple of blow-up starts that led to his results being lackluster. Jack Flaherty. Probably even Nolan Arenado, you could say his results were lackluster. Paul Goldschmidt. Despite some of these lackluster results, and I'm not trying to say that anybody is freaking out sounding the alarms. There might be some of you out there. Sure. But what I'm saying is hold off on the alarm and just recognize that this is spring training. Things happen. Things don't have to go perfectly well. And that this this team can still do some damage despite the projections of them having little to no offense. I'm going to bet high on the Cardinals because I think that they have done what they needed to do to get ready for the season. I really, really, truly do. This team has the capability to get hot, to do some damage, to have a deep lineup, to have a pitching staff that can get outs. It's just a matter of if, who, when they're going to put it all together. That's all it comes down to. All comes down to execution, and I think that the Cardinals are going to pull off that execution and have a really good year. I really do. So that's going to do it for segment two. Going to do one more break about our wonderful sponsors, finish up with some other news and notes, and remind you guys about some of the content coming out this week. Super excited for it. Um, so keep your eyes and ears open for that. So all that coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is over, yes, but college basketball, NHL, NBA are in full swing, and baseball is just two days away. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. In all of these categories, they have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the one place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and it's the best way to place your bets. One more and. And it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You can achieve that welcome bonus by entering the promo code LOCKED ON. Again, that's 50% off on your first deposit on the promo code LOCKED ON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We've been telling you about the best tasting protein bar in the business for a while now, and that protein bar is Built Bar. It's the low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, amazing-tasting protein bar with 100%, that's right, 100%, chocolate on all of its bars. Now it's time to find out which of the Built Bars is best. It's time for Built Bar Madness. We are into the flavorful four. It's down to cookies and cream, cookie dough chunk, coconut brownie chunk, and mint brownie. All four incredible options that I love. The first matchup today is between Cookie Dough Chunk and Cookies and Cream. This is a tough one. Both chocolate, both cookies, both incredibly good. I'm going to give the edge, however, to Cookie Dough Chunk. If you want to prove me wrong, head over to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter to vote between the two today and the first of the Flavorful Four, which again, today's matchup of that Flavorful Four is... Cookie Dough Chunk and Cookies and Cream. Be sure to head over to BuiltBar.com and then use the promo code LOCKED15 as well on your 15% off on your next order. That's LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar.
So with the season just two days away, I'm going to finish up on some news and notes here, but I do want to tell you about the MLB Division Preview Series that is um, up on Locked on MLB today and through tomorrow. Um, every episode from now until tomorrow features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's all up on the Locked on MLB podcast feed right now as you listen, and I believe the NL Central is today. So follow Locked on MLB podcast on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's finish up the show. A little bit of a shorter one today, but that's okay. Um, Cardinals are hoping to get some vaccines. Um, the the COVID-19 vaccines um, sooner rather than later. I know John Mozeliak has been pushing the Cardinal players to get the vaccine. Um, and according to an article by Zachary Silver and multiple other reports, they expect the vaccines before opening day. Um, they hope that they um, will be waiting for them when they arrived yesterday. Um so um, John Mozeliak saying, I would say that I'm hopeful people will do it because obviously the more vaccines they get into arms, ultimately I think the more freedom and normalcy we'll be able to experience. So that's that's just interesting that I think that um, – or it's good that the Cardinals are, are wanting some vaccines, um, wanting their players to get vaccines, and I agree. I think that the, the quicker we get back to uh, – or not get back to, the quicker we have some vaccines and the quicker we get some herd immunity and all these other – Scientific terms that I pretend to know the fullness about, but uh, trust the doctors and everything like that. But we will uh, just some news and notes there for, for what the Cardinals are, are aiming for and uh, just just an update on the situation with the vaccines. Other news and injury notes. Um, KK Kim, Miles Michael is still um, still um, on the mend, if you will. Um, but uh, Kim definitely is, is not traveling to Cincinnati. The... the, the the what am I trying to say? The the feeling is that Kim is going to be the first to return, and then Michaelis will be after that. Michaelis probably missing a couple weeks, whereas or a, couple, a month or so, late April, early May, whereas um, Kim is is just going to miss two or three turns in the rotation. And for John Gant, and Daniel Ponce de Leon, it's going to be who who pitches better keeps their spot longer is what it's going to be because I don't think you could argue that Kim should could stay in the bullpen. You can make that argument, but whenever Michaelis comes back, Michaelis is. Michaelis is going to start. They're paying him too much money not to start. So um, I think it'll be interesting to see who pitches better in their first two starts and probably could be their only two starts as their audition for who keeps that role past the two starters coming back. So again, uh, tomorrow, a couple of cool things coming out. Ethan Smith of Locked on Pirates and I are finishing up our Division Day series uh, with a preview of the Cardinals on Pirates, talking Carlson and Hayes as well. so that should be fun. Also tomorrow and Thursday, Jeff Carr and I have locked on Reds. Um, Jeff has locked on Reds. I'm of locked on Cardinals. Since you're listening right now, um, are we going on Locker Room? So be sure to download the Locker Room app on your iOS device um, and follow me at LJ Fastball to get the notification when I go live and be looking on the Twitter and Instagram for more information on times. Uh, Thursday will be post game. Tomorrow, tomorrow is probably going to be an afternoon lunch sort of thing. So it should be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, but that is going to do it. For today's episode. Less than two days away from opening day. Super excited. Can't wait to bring you Cardinal Baseball um, coverage throughout the rest of this season. So until I talk to you next time, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.